Let's go. Let's go. Is, is it going? Is it on? Of course it's Are on. Are we live? Of course we're live. All right, you already know what it is. It's the 94.5 podcast, and we're about to spark it up. There we go. L- literally and fruitively. Yes, we are. We're here with your boy, Chris Robb, a.k.a. Brooklyn's own Sage of the Six Pack. Thank you. Thank and you. And your boy, you. Stevie B, a.k.a. the Black John Wick. I thought it was the Black Corey Matthews. We eat different every week, baby. Every week we change it up. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> change it up every week. There's, there's nothing else to say after that one. You just kind of accept it. It's like, okay. Every week we change it up. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> no? <laughs> so, uh, what we smoking on today? Uh, We are smoking on some... Hold on. Let me go get it. Let me go get it. <laughs> it is some purple diesel. It's a hybrid. Uh, Closer to the sativa family. It's a great strand, people. Great strand. THC and good pizza. That's what Brooklyn does. Let's go. There we go. All the time. All right. So today's topic, um, we're continuing our list of best of all time. So this week is top 15 all-time small forwards. This one was probably the second most challenging list in order to put together. For me, it was easier. I actually found more of a struggle with the centers. Power four is definitely was the hardest one for me to do. Centers kind of just fell in line with that one. In the beginning, centers fell in line for me. Uh, but yeah, centers and power four is probably the most difficult. Uh, but small forwards was interesting, especially when I you know did more of a deep dive and people's statistics and then thought about people's careers and career trajectories and things like that but we're about to get into it so we're gonna start with our bottom five as we always do you're gonna set it off all right so i have bernard king Mm. i have ron artest i have carmelo anthony Mm. i have alice alex english Mm -hmm. and i have my man because she's from that place grant hill and we're not talking detroit (laughs) <laughs> Duke, ladies and gentlemen, he's talking about Duke. If you uh, don't know, now you know. So my bottom fifteen, I have Grant Hill at fifteen. I have Mello at fourteen. First of all, hold on. First of all, hold on. <laughs> okay, so this actually leads into an interesting debate about Grant Hill. I want to say that Grant Hill is the one of the worst products. Of his time in terms of injury recovery. Of course. And I just think that if his career had stayed the, the same, he was basically LeBron James before LeBron James came out. And I totally agree with that. But I feel because of that, he's higher up on my list. He's in the top 15 because of that. If he wasn't so great, he wouldn't even be on his list. Yeah. So it's not a sign. And remember, so, it's only like about a good six years of like his almost like 15 year career that you can say that Grant Hill was that guy but it's just the fact that microfracture knee surgery playing on a bloodied ankle doing a lot of dumb shit that nobody would do today it, it, I don't look at it as disrespect because I feel like the small forward not, list not is... disrespect I just want him to be higher up the list because <laughs> I love everything that he's brought you heard that cough he's not even smoking Listen, man, I, I had his sneakers as a kid. I had the first pair of Grand Hills. I had a pair of Felix. I hooped them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Four, fourth grade. We take it back. 90s. Like four flats on a Cadillac. So, <laughs> so, 
you know, I mean, he's top 15, and he didn't even have a full career, unfortunately. And he was pretty much unstoppable for the most part. Yeah. Great on offense, uh, solid on defense, perennial all-star, definitely would have been in the Hall of Fame if he would have stayed healthy. I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall? Yeah. He got remember, remember, NBA is weird because they also include college. Well, no, well, no, because it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's the difference. The yeah, NBA but, does not have a Hall of Fame. I know, but it's still the same way how you would consider it with the major sport, and it's just the fact that like his entire career, including what he did in the league, and being a part of those teams in the early nineties. Well, I think well, if 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 you were also counting what he did, if we were going by basketball Hall of Fame rules, which I wasn't, Grant would be higher up because of what he did at Duke. But I'm looking at it strictly just in the NBA, because if that was the case, then I would put Melo higher up too because he won national championship his first year. You know, but my, strictly... you know my th- you know my thoughts on Melo already. So he's thirteenth. <laughs> But if, <laughs> I'm sorry. But if we're going by their whole basketball career, if we're going to throw that. If we're going to throw Duke in there. Then you got to throw a Melo in Syracuse, and he won yeah. national championship as a freshman. But like I'm saying, my list is just them in the NBA. I mean, and I'm so just saying. I'm just saying when you're in a draft. I mean, what was it? Stromal Swift. Who was? Who else was on his team that was playing that year with Melo? No, it wasn't Stromal Swift. It was Hakeem Warwick, and it was um, um, Jerry McNamara. Yes. He was a gunner. I love that. I love that last name. It was a great last name. Jerry McNamara, was a, he was a gunner. He was a shooter. Yep. But uh, Melo was unstoppable in Syracuse. I actually went to go see him play in Syracuse when Chris Bosch and Georgia Tech came to go see them play. It was a great game. Nice. Yeah. I believe it should have been. Yeah, they both had double-doubles. It was one of the best games I've ever seen in person. So, if only LeBron had went to co- college, too. Wouldn't waste his time. Huh? Waste his time. Well, yeah, and you know what I mean. It's just like it's actually weird because it's like at one point or another, I want to get into that college debate with you about talking about why people have this weird concept that college players shouldn't actually get paid money when they generate so much money for their school. It's I a mean, really I, weird debate. I don't know what the debate is. I mean, they should get money. No, I've literally spoken to people that have been like, no. They shouldn't get money because they're getting a high school. They're getting a college education. I'm just like, how much is that college education worth? What, a couple hundred grand? Right. How much are they individually earning for the school just being on that team that generates so much millions of dollars for you? Fuck off. Pay the players. Sorry. It's a never-ending debate. Yeah. Finish the rest of your uh, bottom 15, so please. 15, before we get sidetracked. Yeah. Sorry. Off the rails. Sorry. So 15, Grant Hill. 14, Harold Anthony. 13, Alex English. Okay. 12, James Worthy. 11, Paul Pierce. Woo! Pierce made your top 15? Of course. Oh, okay. You know, we've had this debate about longevity and consistency. I'm real big on that. I don't I don't vote for anybody that shit themselves during the NBA Finals. Okay? He admitted it. He <laughs> pooed his pants, and they had to drag him off, and he was acting like the world ended, and he shit himself. All right? You not at you 16th. It don't matter what you do for the rest of your career. You 16th. You can't hold your boom boom for another five minutes. What is wrong with you? You can't. You can't hold on a little bit longer. So you're just gonna go shit on the floor, right? Okay. My man said boom boom. So you got Hill at 11. I got Hill at 11 because I valued what he did. Although I couldn't make the case. Too. I, I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just you mad trying to make it seem like I'm a Grant Hill hater. That's the thing I'm mad. He I'm just, just saying, in terms of the context of our list, so one of us loves Grant Hill a little bit more than the other one. 
Listen, I played in his hoops and played in his shoes. Fam, we're like four spaces apart. It's 11 and 15. You acting like... I'm sorry. I, I put it there. I, you know, you also got Paul Pierce, Mr. I shoot... I shit myself. He put up consistent numbers in the league. He's also a horrible announcer. He's got a ring. He's a horrible announcer. Again, we're talking about stuff that got nothing to do with on-court play. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> all a package. A la Grant Hill. It's all a package. Paul Pierce don't make my thing. He's a terrible commentator. But he's a great small forward. Oh, he gonna call. he's going to call the Celtics over uh, the Bucks after one. Oh, no. The series is over. You sure you want He to played say that? for the Celtics. You don't got to be... He what not playing for them now. We don't know that. We don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. He could be a consultant. Okay. Now, now, now with now with NBA takes like that. So, you stop it. so let's go with the next your next five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I got Dominic. Mm-hmm. Got Doctor J. Mm. Got Havlicek. Uh huh. I got Worthy and I got Baylor. Okay. So we're like a, a good distance. Where you got Chance Worthy at? Worthy is seventh. I got him at twelve. Yeah, I know. When you were saying that, I was just like, "You disrespectful." But so okay. But then again, you have Paul Pierce in your top, so you know whatever. Uh, so <laughs> we both got Dominique at ten. I got Dominique at ten. I found it hard to kind of place him there because it's not to say that he was trash or anything else like that because he wasn't. It was just harder to kind of figure out who would I put above him. Who would I, who he could go above on this list? I just felt for everything that he accomplished, ten was a worthy spot for him. Uh, Doctor J, almost the same way. Well, I put him at ten. I put Dominic Wilkins at ten because I feel like he's either better than everybody else or more influential in terms of his game, his play style. So that's why I have him at ten. Um, so I got Dominic at ten. I got Elgin Baylor at nine. Ooh. Rick Barry at eight. Oh, Doctor J at seven and have the check at six. Okay, so it's not much different. I did not include Rick Barry, and for that one, I'm sorry. He should have been in my honorable mentions. Yeah, in in sixty six sixty seven, he averaged thirty five point five eight points a game. Only James Harden and Michael Jordan had a better scoring season. That's what I'm saying. When I did research, that's what I was just like. Oh, this ain't as simple as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, I left Six it Six times All-NBA, and he was a steel champion in 74-75, which means even in the 70s, towards the end of his prime, he was still playing good defense. Oh, yeah. I totally give so, it up. So, like, he's just like... He was a good... He's, he's a hooper. He's already getting busy. I don't know what happened with Brent and John, but their father was stellar. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> there weren't three of them? I just know, but I know, well, he might have more than two sons, but I don't think that they're all into the NBA. Okay, and I know that, like, his grandson or something else like that um, was playing for Florida yeah, or something. So. And he yeah. had that really weird, he had that old school release from his granddad where he would just come up. Underhanded. Yeah, and then flick it right back up there, and it would go in, and he was shooting, like, 88% from the line, which yeah. is yeah. amazing how people don't do that now. So, who do you have at six? Elgin Baylor. I got, see, we got I got Elgin at nine. You got him at six. I got half the check at six. See, I have him at eight because I, and this is Laker bias. I will always put Lakers above Celtics if I, if it's a tie <laughs> in my mind. Fam, they're racist in Boston. They're racist in Los Angeles. Not as much. 
That's how bad America is. I don't. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's varying degrees of it, and I'd much rather deal with deal with you know Hollywood a Ron, little bit. Ronnie King got beat in L.A. Huh? Yeah, but wasn't it like close to like Compton or something like that? <laughs> I don't even think so. I'm just saying, like when you think about getting your ass beat by the police, it's like, oh, he was in Compton. Oh, okay. So who makes should, sense? So, but here's the thing: have the check. Urgent Baylor, unfortunately, got zero finals. Havlicek is 8-0 in the NBA finals. But it's also a matter of timing with that one, which is the reason why. It's just like, okay, look at your squad that you were playing with. It's not like he was a sole guy on that team or anything else like that. Like, yo, when you play with a bunch of other all-time greats, most of them will make the top 15. Urgent Baylor played with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain, dog. All I'm saying is, is and they towards the tail lose, end of his career. And they kept losing to the Celtics. Which would tell you, listen, the other team was more stacked. But Havlicek was one of the leaders on that team. He's still the all-time Celtics leader for points, field goals, minutes played, and games played. And look, and he's at a worthy spot at eight on my list. Lakers above him. Hashtag purple and gold. This boy is I will, so I will, biased. Yeah, I will admit it. In this, this case, boy. it's totally, totally biased. It totally is. I don't... There's no, there's no lying here. That's where I put him, and that's where he's gonna stay. I, I agree with your argument. So where you got Doctor J at? Doctor J's nine. I got him at seven. Who's your seven? I, I told you, worthy. Jeez. And you had him at twelve. You got James Worthy at seven. I liked his game. I like his game too, but he was never the leader, nor was he never. It's like, kind of hard to lead with Kareem on your team and, and Magic. And Magic. But what I'm saying, so I can't really put him. Look, my top five is far better in terms of my arguments for it. For this one, it's more more personal preference. And to be quite frank with you, so let's get the top any, five. Which, any which way you want to reshuffle my six through ten, I'm almost perfectly okay with it. So let's just get into the top five. So okay. what is your top five? Well, my fifth one is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I got Scottie Pippen, which was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durant, Bird, then the GOAT, LeBron James. Okay, so Scotty Pippen I got at five. Okay. Durant I got at four. Ooh. I got Kawhi's third best one forward of all time already. Ooh. Larry at two and LeBron at one. Okay, so our top two are fine. Is there a reason? We already knew that. Right. Is there a reason to go into that? I mean, one's the greatest of all time and the other one's Larry Legend, so. Okay, there we go. (laughs) I don't know what else. I don't know what needs to be said. The... And this was the part that really, really, really stru- I struggled with is because it's hard to kind of parse Scottie Pippen trying to take away everything that he accomplished. Well, here, here's, here's why I put Scottie at five. I put Scottie at five simply because everybody ahead of him is better on offense. And everybody ahead of him also plays defense. So it's kind of <laughs> like... It's not to take anything away from Scotty. It's just that literally everybody is better the only, on one side of the ball. The only thing that I will ever contend with this one is the reason why Scotty is going, at least on my list, is going to be there. I'm fine with him being five if that's what it is. But Kawhi Leonard's career isn't done yet. He and, had the benefit of playing and, with and some all-time greats in San so, Antonio. So no, no, no. Hold on. Before we even, And his career is not over yet. And because his career is not over yet, I'm just looking at the totality as a whole. 
And it was actually, and I struggled with where I would have put them. Because I think, honestly, our biggest argument would have been Durant versus Kawhi as to where they went. If I was going to be 100% honest with myself. Right. Because Pippen should be number five. And I struggled with that. But the thing is, is that Kawhi's career isn't over yet. And that's why I have him at three. Because I feel like he has more to get done. It's the same. And it's also like, he's just a winner. Like, he's got two rings and two finals MVPs. For both com- for each conference, like and he has two defensive player of the year awards, and he's the fourteen fifteen steals champ. So it's like Durant's definitely a way better scorer than Kawhi, but yeah. Kawhi is a way better defender. Yeah, I, I honestly he, I feel like they 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 kind of balance each other out in and regards now, to and, that. And now it even makes me more wish that Durant never got hurt. I would have loved to have seen those battles where it legitimately would have... This is another... Like, I'm not the biggest fan of super teams or the fact that everybody kind of believes that you need to have multiple superstars on your team. It's not Although it's, it's a fact. But guess what? There was a time there out of there... There was never a time. Just... Let, hold on. But when you say something that's not factual, I gotta say... But uh, you didn't even let me finish the point okay, yet. There was a time when what? When there were a lot of teams out over there just trying to win and being somewhat successful with just having, like, your one star there. But they weren't winning chips. And there are the rare occasions where it goes through, but I don't know. It felt more balanced and it felt more competitive with that There is almost no occasion where it goes through except for maybe, I think, like, Detroit beating the The Lakers, Lakers, which most people say they shouldn't have. People will say, well, Kobe didn't pass the ball. And Shaq wasn't in shape, which we're going to get into later on. Both of which are true. Uh, I think Seattle won in like 70-something. But that was like an off year. Yeah. This might have happened two, maybe three times in history of the NBA, which lets you know that it's fluky and it's like I don't know. I think the abnormal. Well, I count the 11 Mavs, obviously. That was... It was dirt. It was dirt. Let's okay, let's but here's, here's, here's my argument about the 11, 11 Mavs, right? Jason Kidd was past his prime, but you still got a past his prime Hall of Fame superstar. That's what I'm saying. There's still super, Was he even the, considered the, a superstar back then? I'm talking about before he was with the Mavs. That's why I said past his prime superstar. No, That's but what, what I'm saying. saying is it's like, okay, you could take that and you can make that, you can make the historical but, case for them, but the guys that he was playing on the floor... It was clearly, it was Dirk Nowitzki on a much higher plateau, and everybody was about two steps right, down, what and I'm then saying you is kept going Hall lower. of Fame talent on the team is Hall of Fame talent. There's only been three times where it's just like, where it's like, well, there's not a superstar amongst these players. So it's it just like, it's just how the NBA is. No, but what I'm saying is, is like, <laughs> there have been times when like, it's your singular star. And, they, and they've been able to make it to the playoffs, and they've been able to do other things like that. But people don't play to go to the playoffs. They play to win a ring. OKC? And listen, and listen. OKC? What about OKC? They didn't. They, they were playing for the playoffs. They weren't playing for the finals. Who was playing for the playoffs? When they had Harden and stuff like that. Remember, it was the matter of $4 million total, which is the reason why they didn't re-sign James Harden. They played for the playoffs. They didn't play. They were playing. thought they were going to win a championship. They didn't. No. Oh, so you didn't hear? So you didn't hear the uh, the the BS report uh, with Stephen A. Smith? No, I didn't listen to that yet. Oh, you should, because he's legitimate. He legitimately, both of them legitimately made the case that Presty 
didn't want to pull the trigger on the Harden deal because they were more concerned with creating the established long term of being in the playoffs because that's where most of the money is rather than going full broke of course, for the championship the which is what you would have did by recouping and keeping Harden there. But, but here's the thing. Westbrook and Durant at that time were young so of course you're thinking about building for a long term playoff so you can keep having chances at getting a ring. <coughs> No one thought that they were going to lose Durant in a couple seasons. And no one thought Durant was going to get that foot injury. That's what I'm saying. That's not the same thing. We're talking about you got two, you got three or four guys. They still had Ibaka before their prime. So that's that's not... And the easy way that you could have kept that core together and not gone into luxury tech, all you would have had to do is wave Kendrick Perkins. And don't tell me that Kendrick Perkins was this... Was this great person that you could have done? You could have legitimately kept all four of them together. You waived Kendrick Perkins. You saved the money. You're under the cap. And then you get filler guy in there. There there was literally them not considering trying to go for it in order to win. In my opinion, I think that they were more comfortable with them just making the playoffs. No, that's not what it is at all. You can't. So you're saying because they didn't resign Harder that, that no. Of course they want to be in contention in the playoffs. That doesn't mean they're not looking to get into a championship. That's a... Come on, are you serious? You're too smart for that. That's a crazy assumption. That's I'm going to assume that because they didn't want to go on a luxury tax, that they don't want to go back to the championship. I think they felt like we can go back to the championship without James Harden. I feel like that's wrong. And because they made and that I think, and, and I think you feel that way because you always like James Harden better. So you probably think it's extra stupid compared to the rest of us. It is because he played far better with Kevin Durant than Westbrook did. And that's cool. And I'm not going to argue with you on that. Okay. But what I'm saying is... I think that they wanted to extend their their playoff run and a chance to go back to the championship. You don't go to the championship and lose and then think you're not going to go back there. I think they thought, we can do it with the two superstars that we have and we can get more bang for our our buck with the cap space that we're going to save with James Harden. That's what I feel. And for all intents and purposes, the the Thunder were not supposed to blow a 3-1 lead. So technically, they were right because who would assume that a Beginning of their prime, Kevin Durant and Westbrook would choke away three playoff games in a row. I mean, that's that's your boy Clay. <laughs> <laughs> he is my boy. Yeah, that's your boy Clay in one game. That boy hot. He got real hot. He hot right now, probably. Although, okay, so <laughs> let's let's put it this way: for the all intents and purposes, for my list, Scottie Pippen is number five. I still question Kawhi versus Durant, and I think... I mean, there's a question. I'm not going to argue there's a question. I'm just going I don't with... Know, I don't know how to <laughs> necessarily pick one over the other in this situation because... It's, it's all a guess. I, I'm picking Kawhi just because I feel like even if he doesn't win another ring... What he's accomplished is already Hall of Fame worthy. Right. Already. Even if he only averages 20 same points thing, a game for the rest of his career for the next seven years. Same thing for Durant. Him getting this injury is unfortunate. Yeah, the, and that's the only thing. And again, it's like it's almost like semantics. It's like the only reason I have Durant below is because we don't. Kawhi's obviously still not 100%. He probably never will be again. But we know that he can still get off in the playoffs with whatever problem he has. <clears throat> I don't know what Durant looks like, and we won't know probably until next season, unfortunately. Right. And he is a shooter, so he's still going to have a long career. And the fact that he's also seven feet, which is one of those things that it's and just going to extend his career. And, and I also give Kawhi a slight edge because even though the second championship he just won with Toronto, Durant was out, and you had like a very hobbled Golden State Warriors, he did drag Toronto to the playoffs by itself. 
and I haven't seen Duran do that. I will. I will. Hmm. I have not seen Duran drag a team through the playoffs by himself. For, he. he and, see, and, and, and if Golden State was healthy, Toronto still would have lost. But Kawhi still dragged them through the East by itself. But the thing is that you also have to ask yourself this question. How good is the East compared to years that Durant was playing in the West? I agree with that. But here, here's the thing. Kawhi actually beat the best teams in the East and he beat the MVP. That's the thing. Like he did. It, it's like this. The East is weak, right? They go to the playoffs. They beat a very good Philly team who they really shouldn't have beat. They got Joel who... Wasn't in shape like he was supposed to be, but still, Joel, but still, all star. Probably never going to be but, in shape for his entire career, which but, is a shame. But it, but it's, but still, all star player. Ben Simmons, who can't shoot, but still an all star player. Jimmy Butler, an all star player, and Tobias Harris. So Kawhi beats them. Lucky shot or not, in my opinion, Philly should never been that position. Very what, lucky what, shot, but it is. But Philly is. shouldn't have been that position, yeah, in my opinion. So then they go and play against the MVP, and he beats the MVP. Like, he outplays the MVP, so it's almost like, yes, the East is weak, but he beat the strongest teams in the playoffs. He beat worthy opponents. No, and I'm not taking that away. The thing that I'm saying is that it's not a level of worthiness, because once you get to that point, obviously you have a good team. My no, question, it, it is a level of worthiness, because I, 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 I No, I no, 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 it's not, it's not to take away from it. What I'm saying is it's just that overall, it's like... Was the teams that he was playing against, how would they have fared against the teams that Durant was playing against in the West? Like, can you parse that? Like, which teams were better that he was playing I'm against? I'm be honest with you, and we all know I'm a Damian Lillard fan. The Bucks better than the Blazers, dog. The Blazers can't play no defense. I, 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 I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about, like, previous years, especially, like, when... KD, like the years that Russ got injured in OKC, well, we can't and talk, KD's running we, we, it. We can't no. talk about that because the, because Kawhi was in San Antonio. We, we can only talk about the season that just passed. I know yes. we can only talk about the season, but in my mind, the way that I'm looking at it, when you make that argument, oh, he dragged his team there. It's like, well, on the years that KD had to do it, how tough was his competition in regards to how tough Kawhi's was? And then you also have to look at the teams he was playing against those years and things like that in order I'll, to kind of make that determination. And, and, and obviously, you're so, going to disagree with this. I'm going to say Kawhi's was tougher. And the reason why I'm going to say this is because OKC was the favorites to beat Golden State, and they choked. The Raptors were never the favorites in any of their series. It speaks for itself. Like we can, Durant didn't go to the finals. He was the MVP. Kawhi wasn't the MVP. He beat the MVP. Yeah, see, now you're thinking about it. It, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just look the Oklahoma City Thunder had three MVP players, they lost one because according to you, they're stupid, they are stupid. And they had look, it was four million dollars total, not four million a year, (laughs) like. Four million total. I mean, me over it was a five. Year, wasn't it like a five-year contract that they could have? All, so you're telling me that you lost James Harden <laughs> because you couldn't give up like seven hundred and fifty grand a year? Well, I like, would. Are you kidding me? I would have just paid the luxury tax. Me personally, but that's, I wouldn't have paid the luxury tax because of the way how it is. Where like you pay, it, it doubles every year that you do it. it so it, you would it have does had, it does double, but when you win a championship, the money that you make kind of balances itself out. And then what happens is you're a championship team, so you sell out every players, home game. Yeah. 
and you sell out more merch. And so you everybody kinda, wants your stuff. I mean, the only team that doesn't really go into luxury tax and win a championship is the Spurs, and they're an anomaly. Like that's the thing. Cleveland went to the luxury tax and they didn't want to for LeBron. The Lakers, like, it's just a part. You win a championship, you need the superstars. You're going to luxury tax. Sometimes people go to luxury tax playing role players. Unfortunately, it, it's just the way the game is. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like, I take Durant over Kawhi, even though Kawhi has had more individual accomplishments. I also think that a lot of his stuff with, like, we shouldn't discount the fact that he's gone to two very very well-run organizations from a structural standpoint. You don't get better than the Spurs in the NBA in terms of a system, a coach, and a structure to play with that okay, translates OKC to winning. structure, I don't particularly like outside of San Presti, but it, Golden but, State's a very good organization. No, but what I'm saying is is also that you then go to Usain Nigeri and the Raptors in which, yeah, they were never good enough with DeMar DeRozan in them in order to get over the hump. But then again, at the same point, you have to ask yourself this question. Do the Raptors fare the same way with DeMar DeRozan and that squad that was putting up all those wins if LeBron James isn't there? Because for whatever reason, LeBron James was just their kryptonite. They could not do anything you to mean, stop him. You mean with, it with Kawhi Leonard if LeBron was there? Did no, I'm mean? talking about like if a team with Lowry and DeRozan mm-hmm. didn't ha- ever have to play LeBron... Do you think that they get to the finals in the East any of those years? And to me, I think it's the year that LeBron... I think it's actually almost like two years ago, his last year with the Cavs, that it's like that team was good enough to go to the finals. It's just the fact that they just could not mentally get past LeBron. You, you, like, are you kind of... like he He's going uh, from I, good situation to good situation. I understand what you're saying. it's very easy to win in I, good situations. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but my argument against that would be Kawhi goes to Toronto and asks Kyle Lowry, who's been there the whole time, why'd you win the championship? And he says, Kawhi. And when we're watching the games, the announcers are just like, Kawhi's come to this team and he's brought a mentality and a calm where they don't panic. Kawhi, they don't... Listen, right, but guess where, but guess I where got part all of that... I got guess all, where part of that... You've I, been here before, you've done this before, you've done all this before. A lot of that, while it may be his natural personality to be that there, a lot of that comes from the fact that you just came from a system, from a culture. That's just like, we don't panic, we don't do the panic moves... We had the long-term game plan, and this is how we do things. And he just came from there. It's a lot easier to talk about, oh, he brought this culture with him when you just and left listen, a good culture. I got all the respect in the world for the Spurs. But a lot of stuff that we say about the Spurs, when Kawhi left and decided to do whatever he wanted to do, they weren't looking like the same team. The things that were coming out, they were looking a bit panicky. They're not looking good right now. And I mean, anybody, anybody, look, uh, especially this way, think about it. Any team would naturally get panicky in that regards when you've literally almost had it set up where you had David Robinson, he gets injured, and the one year he gets injured, you win the lottery and you get the greatest power forward of all time. Which is luck, but go ahead. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It's right. like you get him. His longevity helps you get Manu, 
helps you get Parker. It helps you with the core and everything else like that to make sure those guys are good enough. They have an off year that year because the guys got old. They then made a trade in order to go get Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard now takes over the succession as the best player after Duncan. And you think that you're about to have another 15 years, 20 years of success until you run into that next guy that could do this. Now all of a sudden he hurts himself. You're like, well, our doctor said that you're fine. This, you don't hear many stories about the Spurs mistreating their players. So it's one of those weird things that it's like, whatever was wrong with his leg. Order is still wrong with his leg. No, that's true. And he was right because that's, that's the other thing no one talks about. No, I, I agree with you. He was right. But what I'm saying is, is that do you honestly believe with the track record that the Spurs have that it's a situation where they were like, they were the first. They were the first guys in order to really start the resting players thing because it was like, well, there's no reason for Duncan in order that, to play 82 true. games. So like guys that are that progressive in terms of making determinations. I, I feel like, the way about a lot of people with the Spurs organization saying Kawhi's not a leader. You hear that stuff leak out, and then he goes think, to Toronto. He's a leader. No, I think I think that's sour grapes after you realize that you couldn't patch things up with him, and you're just like, well, fuck this guy now. But then on the other end, it's still like, hey, you know, like. Everything that we're getting here, this medical staff, this staff, along with the training staff that helped you develop, that helped you and got the right shooting coaches with you, that even though you have to put in the work, they got the right people around you that helped you transform your mediocre offensive game at best to a great one. Listen, there was... There was a time that this is the staff that shitted on you that now said that, hey, we see that we know that something's wrong and now that's it. But there's a time I would agree with you. But now that we've seen the moves that Kawhi has made with him going to Toronto, getting a ring, and then pulling what he pulled, going to the Clippers and pulling Paul George, which I'm not. I'm not. move for the Clippers. They're going to suffer. I don't think so. And I'm not, I'm not looking at him anymore. Dude, they get like, up over five years worth of draft picks. They, if this does not work out with them and those guys book it after two years. Fam. Bro. Guess what? But guess what, though? These next two years, they're going to sell out every fucking home game. They're going to stick. I guarantee, especially with their colors, their colors are red, white, and blue. They got Kawhi and Paul George. You know how many jerseys they're going to sell? Of course. I... Look, They're gonna make all the money back that they spent. That's why everybody's like, "Oh, they signed these two year deal. They're about to print money, and they're playing and and they're playing in L.A. Right? And, and Ballmer's gonna get that stadium open in Inglewood. No, but my thing is, is that listen, let's say it doesn't work out for whatever reason because we don't know what's really wrong with Kawhi's leg. The last time we saw Paul George, he really can't shoot because he had surgery on both of his shoulders. My contention if is... If it doesn't work out and then these guys leave to go off to wherever they want to after these two years, even if it's not together, you've effectively given up the next six years of your organization in which you you may not even be able to strike it hot like the Brooklyn Nets in order to make some of these moves in order to go around well, that here's, point. Here's the thing. Where and I, you're going to be bad. So those draft picks are going to go well, to OKC. Well, here, here's the thing. Like... I'm of the belief, and you got different people who believe different things. I'm not one of these people who's like, well, I want to set up and have a backup plan so if we don't necessarily compete for a championship, we'll be like a middling playoff team. I'm like, we're either going for a championship or we're going straight rebuild you're, mode. You're full, you're so full I don't boomer. care. You're full yeah. boomer bust. Yeah. The only problem the, I have is, is that 
yeah, you made these decisions, and if it works out, and guess what? We're making it seem like Kawhi's not fickle at all. My man could still decide after two years. He's like, yo, you know what? I won here. I'm fine. Let me go to this team. And he could just walk away. Like, why? Honestly I, I'm speaking, not going to say he's fickle only because he didn't choose to go to Toronto. If he chose to go to Toronto and then left, I'd be like, he didn't choose to go to Toronto. He got traded to Toronto. I know. But my thing is... is so, like, I wouldn't call that fickle. But a lot of people did say that he left a lot of money on the table. He did leave a lot of money on the but, table. No, 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 no. By also not doing this. If he just re-signs one year with Toronto, I think he becomes a 10-year vet. And with the 10-year vet, he makes more money. Yeah, super, super max. Right. And he passed that up in order to go there, and it's not going to count the same way because he's not going to be eligible for it until almost two years down the road. Right. He's... It's almost like $40 million that he's missing out on by not spending another year in Toronto. Although, everybody did say the one thing, which I did find funny. They were just like, they knew Kawhi wasn't going to re-sign with Toronto from dumb early. Because they asked him about it. He was, they asked him, like, yo, how do you like Toronto? He's like, beautiful city. But it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> he gave that black man answer. <laughs> Oh, it's nice out here, but it's a little bit chilly. It's cool. He gave, he gave, he gave. This he, bubble coat ain't working. <laughs> she gave him that fifty-five-year-old black man answer. Uh-uh. It's too cold for me. Not, not nice people out here, but uh. <laughs> I, I won't be here no more. <laughs> yeah, that is that is crazy. Uh, you know, it's it's just weird because I think as far as Kawhi and Kevin Durant, we're never gonna meet. No, <laughs> there is one other thing. Listen. I take the full package into this one, and there was a part of me that would have put Durant as number two for everything that he accomplished and everything that he can accomplish going forward. But, A, he got injured, and then B, he's a bitch on social media. I wasn't even counting that. I just I did. I, I included that. I was just like, I can't have this man this that much higher than... Because imagine Larry Bird playing against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's liable to cry in the court. Because Larry talks so much... The, the legendary shit that Larry Bird talks is he told guys that he was only going to shoot with his left hand because he said, my right hand is too good for y'all <laughs> and went on to drop close to 40 points in the game. I mean, my thing shoot with, just with his left. My thing with Larry being number two is just that, like I said, LeBron um, is better than him and that's it. Like, I don't well, really think well, there's a case for that. Well, I was going to say in terms of him being better than everybody else, but LeBron is just that his impact on the game. Yeah. Like his influence on other players, you know, being a sh- stretch big, shooting the way he can shoot is just like. So random question: Do you honest? Do you think that there's an event in which? What 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 would Kawhi have to do in order to get past Bird? In your mind, he have to stay healthy for the rest of his career, which is difficult, and he probably I think Larry got three rings. And Kawhi only got two. So he would have to win another ring at and minimum. And stay healthy for the rest of his career. Okay. Is See, I hate this debate for Jordan where everybody goes to the six rings thing. Well, well here's the but thing. But the thing with Kawhi is the fact this, that it's this, going to be such... such this, this is how I look at it. When there's players that good, I think that's kind of when you kind of start counting rings because you run out of things. You know what I'm saying? You run out of things to compare. Yeah. So... You know, 
Like, here's the thing about the Jordan thing. If you think Jordan is the greatest player of all time, I'm cool with that. I just don't think the six rings is a great argument. Like, if you want to tell me, well, Jordan's a better on the fall, on ball defender than LeBron is, because okay. he is, it's the truth. LeBron's a better help defender. He's a better shot blocker. I just don't particularly like the rings um, argument. Okay. But I think when you get close, because all these guys have great numbers, you need something to break the tie. I just think that should be your lead argument. That's what I feel about the rings. Because when you start talking about the Jordans and the Kobe's, the Tim Duncan's, it's it's like, you okay. Start, you start parsing hairs there. Yeah, and, and you like, have to just pick. You know what I mean? It's like, well. Like the, knock on, like the knock on the Spurs is the fact that they never won championships back to back. It was almost every other year. Yeah, yeah. And that's a knock on them because it's like, well, if you were so dominant, if you were so good, why couldn't you do it back to back? Yeah. There would always be a reason because why you didn't make it back even, there or something. Even when they lost to the Heat, they were actually favored that year. People forget that. Yeah. So it's like there were years they were favored and, the and they lost. And the Heat were favored the following year and then the they, Spurs won. Yeah. So it, That's when they shot them off the court. It was just like, it, it just wasn't fair when you watched that one. It was just like, yeah. Well, man, the, heat never, the Heat never had great shooting. That was, always, that was always the biggest flaw. Yeah. They got two superstars who are not great shooters. That's why it should have been Melo. Instead of who? Bosh. But Bosh is a great shooter. I think you have a total different team dynamic if it's a Hoodie Mellow bringing the ball up. I don't know. I don't know. I, like, and I like Mellow, but Mellow at that time playing as well as he was playing, would he want to give the ball up? That's what I'm saying. You you created. I think another... he, I think he would have been. I think he would have been your default caller. Like you would have. You would have relied upon him to hit more of the big shots. So what you're saying is like game. LeBron brings the ball up, and he him and Dwayne bring so much attention. You pass the ball to Melo in the corner, he's gonna knock the shot down. He's probably gonna be, or even that, or even take the guy off the dribble, do all those other different things, or even sometimes he brings the ball up the court and just pulls. He pulls, or he can pass. Like I think that what you would have with those three is far more interchangeable in terms of their role, outside of like the last couple minutes of a game. That yeah, but, it's almost difficult in but order. But Chris Bosh is a better rebounder and shot blocker. And when you think about um, one of the most important rebounds in the history of the league, that led to one of the most important shots in the history of the league yeah, in the finals. Duncan still should have been on the court. There's no reason why he shouldn't. That's 100 percent facts. Yeah. That ain't Chris Bosh's fault. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? So no, it's, it's the one you know time pop. Mello's, the, no, Melo's there, and guess what? He hits that shot instead of LeBron missing it. Hiyo. Play is over. <laughs> Party done. <laughs> Party done. <laughs> and we're still making the same complaint because we're still just like, well, why was Melo open like that? Where was Tim Duncan holding down the middle? Yep. It's still the same. Who, le- who leaves their man that wide open on the three? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Who didn't rotate? Why wasn't Duncan in the game? <laughs> it's still the same complaint. You know what? And then all of a sudden they hit that shot and then we go, why the fuck was slow as Duncan in the game? You know he old, he couldn't keep up. Who he defending on the perimeter? Yeah, especially on offense because they're on offense. He couldn't offense. keep up anymore. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna hold Melo on the perimeter offense. Yeah. Um yeah, that's why he wasn't in the game, isn't it? I'm trying to think. What mm-hmm. was the reason why he wasn't in the game? So I guess it's like They needed more spacing closer towards the end of it because the thing that people don't remember is the fact that LeBron had hit like he had hit a couple of shots oh, yeah, prior. He was, yeah, he was hot. Yeah, like he had hit a couple of shots prior, and they were just like, "We don't have enough wing help in order to box this guy out." He misses the three. They get the rebound. It goes out to Allen. Boom! But everybody forgets that they were down. The Heat were down prior to that, and, and LeBron, LeBron caught back. them. Yeah. Right, and it's just like 
How do you forget the other two minutes off of that play I, I think before you got a, to that play? There's a narrative with the, with the Skip Bellas of the world that want to be like Ray Allen and save LeBron. When if it wasn't for LeBron, it didn't matter what Ray Allen did in that one because they're still down. Like, <laughs> oh, whatever. Fuck Skip Bellas. So we're never going to agree on Durant versus Kawhi. No. Kawhi. Or at least not yet because where it stands, their career isn't over. And they both have injury problems, right. which is very interesting. So, depending on how their careers turn out, then and we can health. have this debate in all on, in all honesty once it's over. I mean, it will be interesting next season, um, and maybe even later this season, because I think um, we, after we get done with these lists, we probably need to do maybe our top 50 players in the league right now. Ooh. Because we're going to do this, and then we're going to do our top 15 all time. And I think after that, we need to do who we think are the top 50 best players in the league. Okay. That could definitely happen. All right. No, no, no. That's definitely a thing right there. Uh, sheesh. Jesus. <laughs> no, that's hard. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that little pregnant pause right there. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, that's there. Um, hmm. Who do you think is going to be on the cover of 2K next year? Because I'm actually surprised that Kawhi didn't make it on the cover this year. Well, they do it like months in advance. And honestly, I think a lot of it is a business thing. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's a coincidence that LeBron was on last year. And, well, LeBron was on one of the covers last year for the Legendary Edition. And then the his teammate, who's also signed the Clutch, is on it this year. I don't think that's a coincidence. And Dwayne Wade, who's his best friend, is. I don't. I, I don't believe right. that these things are coincidences. So, but we know really... it's not that. But we know it's not that because he did so much work for the for the my career thing when he's in it. Him, Mav, all those guys. Yeah, Mav is. Yeah, the new the new my career Mav is in that too. Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe next year it'll be Kawhi. That would be interesting. Maybe they finally put up. Maybe they find. Well, what are your thoughts on 2K? What do you think they're going to do this year? Because so far, when I was playing the demo, I don't know. It feels vastly different from 19 in terms of what you can and cannot do. Like, yes. I figured as long as you're tall, you should always be somebody that can grab a fucking rebound. And in this one, it just feels like that's the harder aspect of the game, grabbing rebounds. It's like. So. Everybody knows that they have this new pie chart system in 2K, which I'm not sure if I'm a fan of yet. Um, I just really wish that instead of them trying to create archetypes for us, just let us determine what we want from out of our players and do it like that. Yeah. I think there's enough variation between... And just to add to that, they they lied. They said they weren't archetypes, but let's be serious. The pie charts are basically archetypes. Right, because then it caps you out of artificial things like... I want to make a guy that's 280 pounds as a small forward, but I made him a freak of nature, and his speed shouldn't be in the 70s because, guess what? LeBron James' speed's not in the 70s. This is true. Zion's speed's not in the damn 70s. Like, what is... Like, I don't understand how we have to play against these anomalies. In in, real life. In real life, and even in the video game, yet my career player... Can't be that can't be anything close to resembling that. Like, it just feels like it's weird. It's also, my biggest thing, and this has been like this for a while, you make a guy's arms longer and somehow he's a worse shooter, which I don't understand. He can't steal. steal. It's like, what are you talking about? He has so much more room now in order to bring the ball up to a much higher point. Like, 
it should it's easier. Like yeah. unless the thing is is that for them because it's a video game simulation, you don't want to necessarily do that and then have all these people with just max out long ass arms out over there. So you make it so that it's a little bit more competitive. I just kinda wish that there were other ways in order to take away from it. Like it should be a more thoughtful process. Yeah, like I wanna build my character the way I wanna build them. But you know what? It's still the two K franchise. Uh live loss Whatever credibility they had years ago, so I don't know what's going on live. They delayed the game. I heard nothing about it. I actually bought live last year. I actually enjoyed live quite a bit, to be honest with you. I they did a lot. They, they did a lot of cool stuff, and I thought it was a good platform to work off. I really like. I enjoyed the progression system. I enjoyed. They did a lot of interesting things, and especially in terms of like just gear you can get, collect. Um, it's not as good of a game as 2K, but of course everything in live is free, so that helps. There's no microtransactions in the game, so that's super fun. They actually got better courts, too. They had like a lot of interesting courts to play on, but they're not doing anything this year, so who's nothing to talk about? <sighs> I, I feel bad for live, but... I, I feel mean, like every business is better when it's competition, and we only have 2K, we have no other well, option. Oh, look at what happened with Madden and stuff like that. Well, Madden know. is different because NFL had no foresight. Yeah. They signed a contract with Madden for life in the, like, 92, so it's not even a discussion. <laughs> EA's never going to give that up. Like, <laughs> No, there's no reason for them to. Although, I mean, I don't see football lasting. What do you mean? Much longer. What sport? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least from what at least from what I'm hearing, like I have a lot of older gentlemen that I work with that I already have kids and stuff like that, and they're just like, there's no way they would let their kid well, ever play football, even pee wee or popcorn well, or anything else like that. For it's all like, the football fans out there, I'm not an NFL fan. I I love college football though. When college football season has started, I love it. We're in the Northeast. A lot of people in the Northeast don't understand. Me having fame from the South. Football ain't going nowhere. The southern part, the southern half of the United States will keep football alive for the next hundred years. They're not going to stop playing football. It just okay. is what it is. Florida, Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Maryland, Virginia, like it, Alabama, Louisiana. Honestly speaking, is, the thought process, the thought process that I had was a little bit more of, hey, the more we know about what this is actually doing to the human body how it affects you and the more that information comes out is even if it's a small trickle effect at one point or another it starts to disseminate itself into parents that for kids that are good enough to play some other sports they totally would instead of football like if I'm equally as good in football as I am basketball because of the inherent risk with football I think I would choose basketball because there's far less risk of you catching major to severe head injury every time you play. So unless you play with a hack. But. So a few things. One, there's only people who just don't care, obviously. Of course. Two, the culture of football in the South and the money it generates, even for like middle school and high school, it, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for people to just give that up financially, and then. Man, it's just like, it, nah, man, it's not, it's not going anywhere. I, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's. I'm not saying that it's necessarily gonna disappear. But what I think is, is that the long term ramifications of it is going there. It's just like what Mark Cuban said. 
And he said it a lot of years ago, and most people just thought he was bullshitting. But he said, yo, the fat hog gets slaughtered, and right now the NFL is looking a little hoggish. And what he's saying is, is that they can only really sustain this for so long, and as more of their players continuously come out and go like, hey... This is the effects of playing. You get high. You getting. You're getting college guys that are saying the same thing too. And like I said, yeah, they're making money on one end, but at one point or another, even though it's making money for people, there are going to be more people that are going to start saying, nah, not so much. And, and, and my, the long and term answer, ramifications of that is probably going to be. And my answer to that is one: people still box, which is way less lucrative for the athlete than football. But it's is. also far. It's also. Far, it's not as romanticized as much anymore. It's not, but it's still around. And technically, according to health reasons, it probably shouldn't be. And is what in box? There are boxers who still box who don't make good money. NFL minimum wage, bottom line, they're making like a, like a hundred k. I mean, you got guys on a practice squad to make enough money to have their own apartment. Also, the reality is the NFL now and even years from now. They make their money off mostly impoverished kids. So the risk to, to a lot of them is going to be worth it. A lot, there's a lot of kids are going to be like, well, I wouldn't even go into college otherwise I couldn't play football. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So that's the other thing. I, it's like this. Eventually football might end. I don't think it's going to be in our lifetime. And so to me it's not even a discussion. I don't think we're in our 30s now. I don't think even if we live to 100, football's still going to be here. No, and I'm not talking about it in... Like, think about it in terms of boxing. Boxing in the 90s was what? That was appointment TV. Like... Boxing in the 80s. I wouldn't say the 90s. Well, early 90s. At least that's the way how I remember it. Early 90s. I grew up in it. I grew up differently. Like, boxing was the thing that had all the people come over by the house and... Everybody congregated and everything else like early that. Early nineties, like, late eighties, but by right, the when 90s, Tyson and stuff like that was but there, that was but early nineties. But then all of a sudden now you don't hear about it as much. It's there every once in a while you hear about it, and I think it there's the potential and, that. And, but here's the thing: part of it has to do with the UFC, and UFC is probably more brutal than boxing. That's the thing. The only there is no. Between, the only difference between the two those is that with UFC, as someone that did martial arts before and understands it. It's far easier to kind of tell. Like, yo, like that dude's getting ready to get knocked out in the fight. Like, with boxing, because they say... And listen to Joe Rogan podcast. They talk about the gloves are some of the things that kind of hinder, kind of disguise a lot of the damage that you get. Because yeah. it's more soft out over there. So you're taking a lot more blows and it doesn't affect you. Someone punches you with your bare hand. Yeah. You see it right away because there's no padding or anything else like that. So it's like you're only getting maybe one or two shots to the head with UFC before the ref comes in and goes, right. whoa, 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 we're done here. With boxing, you've got, you can have like 10 rounds of taking almost I, a similar shot. I'm just saying in terms of popularity, the NFL doesn't have anything run up against it. Like boxing has UFC come and take a big chunk out of it. But I do think that, yeah, in the, in the same respect where it's that similar... Yeah, it doesn't have anything to come up against it. But I think it's a situation with uh, with like basketball becoming more of a thing. And maybe in certain parts of the country because it's, uh, it's considered a more urban sport that it's never going to have its foothold. But I, I think, do think that in terms of the I national think, attention, I it think could. Ba- I think basketball will surpass 
the NBA will surpass the NFL in our lifetime. This has more international appeal, but I'm telling you, it's just the thing about it is, it's just the football in the South, and it's also how much money these universities make off of football, and because a lot of these universities are in states and towns where there are no pro sports. When you think right. about Alabama, right? There's nothing else out over there. When you think about Clemson and South Carolina and pro sports. I, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that some of the biggest football programs are either in cities or in states where there's no pro team near them. Because everything is derived behind that one team. So a lot of a lot of times the towns in these cities make so much money, yet for some reason they still can't pay these fucking players. Like think about that. That's a discussion for next week. But it's not even a discussion because we're both on the same side of the debate, which yeah, is why just pay the fucking players. <laughs> You've got enough money. LSU had enough money to build like a $42 million yeah. locker room. The inside of that locker room was like a spaceship. Yeah, but you're telling me that there's no money to make sure that at least... No, not even... It wasn't until Sebastian Napier said it during the NCAA tournament that his scholarship with UConn didn't include food. Oh, a lot of that, that people has been said. No, but years. I'm saying like Sebastian Napier put it out there on that platform well, Aaron, where they were winning well, Aaron, and then what happened Aaron was, Foster put it out there when he was playing at Tennessee before that but I don't think that that became the NCAA rule because what happened was is after Shabazz Napier said it they changed it in the NCAA and they were like as long as you're on scholarship you get free food and it's just like it's like huh <laughs> like I can't they say if it's a there's bagels that they could put out there with like cream cheese and fruit but if there's any protein, it can't because now that's a paid breakfast and coaches can't pay for breakfast. And it's just like, so this is what we're doing. It's, we doing? We got a lock on protein. Well, they I've, can't have no bacon. I've already known this for years, so I'm not. You know. I'm, I'm just saying. It's like it's kind of disgusting. But, but um, we're about to wrap the show soon. Oh, yeah. But that does, you know, I would like to say that eventually, not this season, but probably by next season, I might spin off and we might have a college football podcast. Oof. It's something I have been thinking about. Yeah, you're going to have fun with that one. I'm not, I'm not watching college football. Well, I know. You're not really that big yeah, on football I'll, in general. I'll watch. I'll watch. No, I like, I like the NFL. Oh, okay. I, I like my Giants. Like, have like, fun with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Daniel! I mean, I listen, <laughs> I listen, listen, listen. Y'all got Saquon, but that's all y'all got. Yeah, I mean... I, He's I, got I, the whole world... In his hands. I, I, I honestly think that there's a there's Daniel Jones isn't as bad as everybody said. I don't he think was he's and, bad at all. I just think that when you have Saquon, you're looking for somebody else to be a superstar running mate. You had Saquon and you had uh, Odell, Odell, so you're looking for somebody to kind of come in and be like that Troy Aikman, and then you build a defense around that. And then I don't think that I think Daniel Jones is a solid, is going to be a solid quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a quarterback in the future of the Super Bowl. No, I think he could because we've had Eli. You disrespected the shit out of Eli. Yeah, fuck him. He beat Tom Brady twice. Yeah, and I do think that. Shout out to everybody out there in New England, in Boston, because y'all, y'all can't know beat how Eli. I feel you know about the New England area. You love it, and you love the women. Oh. <laughs> Anyway guys, thank you for listening. Anyway guys, thank you for listening to the 94.5 podcast. This is Chris Sage of the Concrete Jungle. <laughs> it, it, it's your boy Steve. You a whole hole for that. 